But of course poor Lena had nothing to say, and the woman went on with a sigh. Ah, well, I suppose I shall never know what had used that poor creature up so completely. But whatever it was, it gave me enough trouble, though I do not want to complain of it, for why are we here if not to help and comfort the miserable? It was an hour, ma'am, it was an hour, miss, before I could get that poor girl to speak. But when I did succeed, and had got her to drink the tea and eat a bit of toast, then I felt quite repaid by the look of gratitude she gave me, and the way she clung to my sleeve when I tried to leave her for a minute. It was this sleeve, ma'am, she explained, leaving a cluster of rainbow flounces and ribbons which, but a minute before, had looked little short of ridiculous in my eyes, but which in the light of the wearer's kind-heartedness had lost some of their offensive appearance. "'Poor Mary,' murmured Lena, with what I considered most admirable presence of mind. "'What name did you say?' cried Mrs. de Berger, eager enough to learn all she could of her late mysterious lodger. "'I had rather not tell her name,' protested Lena, with a timid air that admirably fitted her rather doll-like prettiness. "'She didn't tell you what it was, and I don't think I ought to.' "'Good for little Lena, and she did not even know for whom or what she was playing the role I had set her. "'I thought you said Mary, but I won't be inquisitive with you. I wasn't so with her. But where was I on my story? Oh, I got her so she could speak, and afterwards I helped her upstairs, but she didn't stay there long. When I came back at lunchtime—I have to do my marketing no matter what happens—I found her sitting before a table with her head on her hands. She had been weeping— but her face was quite composed now and almost hard. "'Oh, you good woman!' she cried as I came in. "'I want to thank you.' But I wouldn't let her go on wasting words like that, and presently she was saying quite wildly, "'I want to begin a new life. I want to act as if I had never had a yesterday. I have had trouble, overwhelming trouble, but I will get something out of existence yet. I will live, and in order to do so I will work.' "'Have you a paper, Mrs. de Berger? I want to look at the advertisements.' I brought her a herald and went to preside at my lunch-table. When I saw her again she looked almost cheerful. "'I have found just what I want,' she cried. "'A companion's place, but I cannot apply in this dress.' And she looked at the great puffs of her silk blouse as if they gave her the horrors, though why I cannot imagine, for they were in the latest style and rich enough for a millionaire's daughter, though as to colours I like brighter ones myself.' "'Would you,' she was very timid about it, "'buy me some things if I gave you the money. "'If there is one thing more than another that I like, "'it is to shop. "'So I expressed my willingness to oblige her, "'and that afternoon I set out with a nice little sum of money "'to buy her some clothes. "'I should have enjoyed it more if she had let me do my own choosing. "'I saw the loveliest pink and green blouse, "'but she was very set about what she wanted.' and so I just got her some plain things, which I think even you, ma'am, would have approved of. I brought them home myself, for she wanted to apply immediately for the place she had seen advertised. But, oh dear, when I went up to her room— Was she gone? burst in Lena. Oh, no, but there was such a smudge in it, and— and I could cry when I think of it. There in the grate were the remains of her beautiful silk blouse, all smoking and ruined. She had tried to burn it, and she had succeeded, too. I could not get a piece out as big as my hand. "'But you got some of it,' blurted out Lena, guided by a look which I gave her. "'Yes, scraps. It was so handsome. I think I have a bit in my work-basket now.' "'Oh, get it for me,' urged Lena, 
I want it to remember her by. My work-basket is here, and going to a sort of étagère covered with a thousand knick-knacks picked up at bargain-counters, she opened a little cupboard and brought out a basket, from which she presently pulled a small square of silk. It was, as she said, of the richest weaving, and was, as I had not the least doubt, a portion of the dress worn by Mrs. Burnham from Haddam. "'Yes, it was hers,' said Lena, reading the expression of my face, and putting the scrap away very carefully in her pocket. "'Well, I would have given her five dollars for that blouse,' murmured Mrs. Desberger regretfully. "'But girls like her are so improvident.' "'And did she leave that day?' I asked, seeing that it was hard for this woman to tear her thoughts away from this coveted article. "'Yes, ma'am. It was late, and I had but little hopes of her getting the situation she was after.' But she promised to come back.